Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 221. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now, we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. All right, welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 221. My name is Brendan Lowe, and thank you so much for being here. So this is going to be the Blues Reharm Podcast, part one. Part one, I'm going to do part two as well. Now, just to kind of explain what's happening right now and how I've changed things, is that I am now doing live stream podcasts, live stream podcasts. So if you're finding this podcast in the car, um, or on iTunes or wherever, you can actually join the live stream if you have a chance uh, to do that and be, be a part of the live audience as I stream and record the podcast live um, through the video. And so if you are looking to do that, you can go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash live podcast, jazzpianoschool.com forward slash live podcast, <clears throat> and that will allow you to get notifications about when I'm going to be going live to record the podcast. Now I'm trying to do, I'm probably doing one every single week um, or every other week, kind of depends, but you'll get notifications about that and then you can join the live audience completely free and you can chat with me, you can ask questions and you'll see me record the podcast just like you're, it's like a live kind of television show or a live studio audience, you know, when they record sports shows, SNL, so on and so forth. So it's really, really fun. I answer questions about the education at the end for only the live audience. So I edit all that out for the podcast and I only answer questions for the live studio audience at the end of the recording. And it's a really cool way to get free education. I, I can interact with you personally and help you. And it's really, really fun. So that's what I'm doing now more of, which is really awesome. I love doing it. It's much more fun than just kind of recording at home by yourself, you know, and I just, it's great. I just love interacting with everybody and, and talking to people and it's just more energetic and enthusiastic and fun. It's just downright more fun. <laughs> it's awesome. So it's really, really great. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that was my mission. If you checked out my podcast, I did a couple, I think two, two episode 219. That's been my mission for 2021 is to connect with everyone more and just kind of build more human connection, you know, through this online teaching process. Uh, you know, I started jazz piano school about six years ago and it's been all online, but I, you know, through I, what I've found is that through a memberships, you know, site, which jazz piano school is and courses and it's all pre-recorded content. I don't get to interact with people much and, you know, it's been kind of challenging over the years, but I've kind of finally discovered, not discovered, I always knew I wanted to do it. I just didn't really know how, you know, I didn't really have the capabilities to do live lessons yet back in the day and nor the software was, it was just kind of being developed. Honestly, six years ago, like the live experience has completely changed. Like Facebook didn't have Facebook live. Facebook live wasn't even invented six years ago. Can you believe that? There was no Instagram live. There was no live streaming software. Now there was, but it was just like really 
ratchety, you know, just like, you know, just, I don't even know, you know, you get what I'm saying. It just didn't work well, or you need to pay like up the wazoo to have it. So what I'm saying is now that there's so many live streaming capabilities, I can interact with everyone more. And that's, that's my, been my plan since, you know, COVID happened last year and is still going on, but interacting with you, this brings me to another point too, if you're listening, is that I'm going to be starting a group program, a group group teaching program, and I'm going to be accepting 20 students. I shouldn't say that. It's going to be 10 previous, 10 current Jazz Piano School members of, of any membership, uh, monthly, lifetime elite, lifetime basic. I'm going to reserve 10 spots for them. And obviously we've had hundreds and we have hundreds and hundreds of um, uh, Jazz Piano School members that have come through the doors, thousands. And so, you know, it, those 10 spots are going to fill up probably like the PlayStation 5. <laughs> a lot of you may not know about that, but like trying to get your hands on that thing is like, it would set, it sold out in like seconds, right? Uh, I, I'm not going to say that these 10 spots are going to sell out in seconds, but like I have a feeling it will be like 10 minutes, honestly. And I'm going to go down the list. I'm going to accept applications for the program and have conversations with people to see if they're a right fit for the program, see if they're going to be able to benefit from it. It will be at cost. It's going to be our highest uh, training level of training that we're going to offer here at Jazz Piano School because all of the intimate and personal focus the students will get from myself and my team, Trent and Sterling, both college music, college holding degree, uh, professional jazz pianist, obviously myself, all of the touch points everyone's going to get. Um, it'll be a 90-day program, a three-month program. And then again, if people want to re-up and kind of do it, do it again and progress further on their goals, they can. You'll get all access to all the materials in Jazz Piano School for lifetime access forever. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm going to have guest educators come in, some really, really famous people. And um, it's going to be so much fun. So um, there will be 10 people, 10 spots for new people. So if you're a new person, you've never joined Jazz Piano School and you just want to <laughs> jump right into this amazing program. I mean, it's a great way to get hands-on education from myself and my team and at the same time get lifetime access to to all the education inside of Jazz Piano School and all the education we release in the future too. Essentially, you just get lifetime access to all the courses we're going to release um, in the future and everything that is there already. So it's an amazing deal, honestly, plus all the hands-on education you're going to get from the group experience, the community, the friends. It's going to be really, really fun, fun time. So 10 spots for new people and 10 spots for current Jazz Piano School members. 20 spots total. Those will go really, really fast. If you're interested, if that sounds like something that you may be just interested in getting more details about, like I said, I am going to have a waiting list and I'm going to go down the list based on who joined the waiting list and take applications from each person. Um, after I send the details out, if you want to submit an application, you can, and I'm just going to go one by one and have conversations with people and offer them spots, you know, should they fit the criteria in the program that I'm looking to build for the community. So go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash group, jazzpianoschool.com forward slash group, and you can submit your name onto the waiting list. It doesn't commit you to anything. You're just putting your name on the waiting list so that when I do send out more details, finalized details, you can submit an application. And again, you will be able, be able to um, have first dibs at that. So that's about it. The power was out this morning, so it's been kind of an interesting morning. And again, what I'm going to do now, I've already filmed the podcast. So what you're listening to me 
is essentially kind of an audio recording that I'm going to be doing talking about the business, talking about my life, obviously for the listeners in their cars, in the gym, just trying to just curious about staying up to date on the jazz piano school news, (laughs) right? Events. And I will cut to the live stream that I recorded again, go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash live podcast. If you want to get notifications about when I'm doing the live podcast recordings and you can join the live audience as well. So Today will be Blues Reharms. It was really, really fun. I got amazing feedback on this live presentation from a lot of people. A lot of people learned amazing things. And with a new live stream software I have, I'm able to show so much more. So if you're listening, well, this you are listening. Anyone hearing this is going to be listening through audio. So if you're listening through audio and you go to the website, you can see the live podcast, right? And... You, I have four screens up so that there's two, there's a piano shot, a MIDI shot, there's a, pian, a screen of me teaching and then a screen of kind of like the PDF I was walking people through. And so it's really, really cool how you can see all these different screens. I can switch the camera angles and everything like that to, to get some different close-ups on certain things for technique. And I'm still kind of working on that to make it even better than it is already. Right now, it's pretty amazing. But as always, I'm trying to make things better and because um, I love doing that. But yeah, that's about it. This is really, really great episode. Again, I got so much great feedback on that, on this particular episode. So I hope you enjoy. And here we go. So there's going to be four different reharms I'm going to be talking to you guys about today. Okay, the first one's going to be the tritone substitution. Now, I'm quickly going to explain these, but I'm not going to go too in depth because I want to get into blues reharms. Now, a tritone substitution. Tritone substitution is where we can take any dominant chord. So let's say we have a G7 chord. Because of the shells in the G7 chord, we can substitute this chord with another chord. I call it a sibling, right? The sibling, okay? Or it's twin, it's twin sibling, right? So what we can do with this G7 is because another chord, a dominant chord, I'm gonna tell you what that is, a D flat seven. Because a D flat seven shares the same third and seven as the G7, we can substitute those two chords. Now we can do this because the third and the seventh are dictate the quality of the chord, meaning they're really, really important to the harmonies. So if they share the similar harmonies, right? So here's the shells to a G7, three, seven, right? And here are the shells to the D flat seven, three and seven, right? They're just flip-flop. If they share those same important harmonic notes, we can swap them, right? So in a two, five, one, if I were to play this, what I can do now is I can swap out the G7 for a D flat dominant seven. Just like that, okay? Now the other substitution I'm gonna be talking about, the other reharm tool I'm gonna be using in the blues progressions, again, this is just gonna be part one, is gonna be the relative two minor, the relative two minor. Now for any dominant chord, E flat seven, B seven. It also has a sibling minor chord that can go into the dominant. So for example, a G seven chord. In a two five one that leads to G seven, this sibling chord would be a D minor seven because in a two five one, right? D minor is gonna lead to G seven, two, five, one. Okay, now to that, to, if you're more advanced with theory, you'll understand what I just said, but if you still don't really understand what I was saying, what you can do to find a sibling minor two chord is simply move down by a fourth of the root of the dominant chord that you're on. 
For example, if I'm on a, a D flat seven, D flat's gonna be the root. If I go down by a fourth, A flat minor seven is gonna be the relative two minor to D flat seven. Now that also makes sense because in a two five one, we start the two chord, right? The two minor seven is gonna be A flat minor seven. See that? A flat minor seven, D flat seven, G flat major seven. Okay, that's the other principle. There's gonna be two other principles I'm gonna talk about, reharm tools as I like to call them in jazz piano school. And these reharm tools are gonna be the sus reharm tool and the secondary dominant reharm tool. Now the sus tool is gonna to be as follows. Any dominant chord we can make and turn into a sus chord. Now a sus chord has a four in it instead of a three. See that, just like that. So my chord is now one, four, five, seven, okay? And then the three. Now the sus is short for suspended, so it's like a suspended harmony that resolves to the three, just like that. So for example, in the blues, there's lots of dominant chords. We can take a F7 dominant chord in an F blues and we can change it to being a sus chord and then resolve it if we want, okay? And the last one, a secondary dominant. Essentially, any minor seven chord that leads to a dominant chord, we can also transform into a dominant. For example, a D minor seven and a two, five, one in the key of C. D minor seven moves to G seven, and then the G seven moves to C major seven. Now the dominant chords, all dominant chords, they wanna move by a fifth, okay? I'm not gonna get into why, all right, just trust me. Like, they have feelings too, okay? They have emotions. They wanna move and resolve down by a fifth. So if my D minor seven is, can lead to G seven, right? Well, simply, that means if I put a D seven here, the D seven still wants to lead to G seven too, right? Because if the D minor seven resolves down by a fifth to G seven, and I change the D minor to a D dominant, this D seven still wants to resolve by a fifth. So we really haven't changed much. All we've done is change the quality of the chord, but the purpose of the minor seven and the dominant seven, whether it be a D minor or a D dominant, they both want to move and continue forward to a G seven chord. So even though we've changed the sound of the chord, right, from minor to dominant, they're still acting in the same manner. They still wanna go to G seven. So it doesn't matter if we use a minor or a dominant. So what does that mean? In a two, five, one, instead of playing a minor for the first chord, we can play a dominant for the first chord, right? So I can play a dominant chord here, and then I can go to another dominant chord, and I can go to another dominant chord, okay? So let's get into the blues now. You just had to know those four reharms. And again, these are, in jazz piano school, these are my four must-know reharm strategies because when we start to combine these, I'm gonna try not to, but I, can't, I love it so much, I need to give some away today. But when you start to combine them, that's when you're really able to make amazing movements and reharms throughout any tune and any piece. And we're gonna be spending time on the blues today. So let's get started. So our traditional blues essentially is four do three dominant chords, excuse me. One, I'll play root position here. One, four, five, one. For the, the, for the majority, I'm gonna be talking about a jazz blues, a jazz blues. So the jazz blues has some different types of chords. I'm gonna get into those, but simply, I'm gonna break down each line for you right now and show you the ways we can use some of the reharm tools I just discussed. Okay, so on the first line, normally in a jazz blues, it just sits on the, the one dominant chord. So we'd have this, one, 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 
right? So you just have the one chord for four measures, right? Sometimes you have a two five at the end. So you'd have C minor seven, going to F seven, going to B flat seven, okay? What I wanna to talk to you about right now is utilizing the first reharm I talked about. That's gonna be the tritone substitution. So I'm gonna add some more advanced voicings into my blues in just a second, but for now I'm gonna keep it pretty simple for you. So if I start on this one chord, now a little secret for all you, a little nugget. A lot of people relate the tritone substitution to a movement in a two, five, one, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. We can use a tritone for the chord that we're already on. Right now, this is for any tune, not just the blues. If we want to create movement, we can use a tritone substitution for a dominant chord we are already on. What does that mean? Instead of just playing this dominant seven chord, this one chord, let's move to its tritone to create some movement. So essentially, I haven't really done anything much here. I've used the tritone substitution, but the purpose of both these chords is the same. We still have an F7 chord but now we're just playing a B7 chord. The shells are the same, right? But they're just flip-flopped. So they both want to get to the B flat in measure two, right? But they're just, we're just doing it a different way. So we can go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Now this is line three of the music. And again, if you're at a computer or something like that, you can zoom in on the music if you hit um, Command Plus on a key on your Mac keyboard or Control uh, Plus on a on a PC, I believe. And you can kind of zoom in on that music there if you want to see it more clearly. But this is line three. We're going from F7 to B7 to B flat. So that's a way you can use the tritone. You can simply add in more movement. Now let me kind of advance the way this sounds a little bit with some more advanced voicing. So if I take an F7 here. Here's my B7. Like this sounds much different than what I just played, right? Woo -hoo -hoo. Right? How about that? Huh? That's like I love that sound so much. Now, why does that sound so different? Let's talk about that. All the reharm tools I just explained to you are just that. They're tools, right? So we need to add musicality to them. What does that mean? We need to add texture. We need to add dynamics, we need to add color, we need to add all that thing, all those different types of musicality textures, slides, things like that to make them sound cool, different types of roles. If you're just using the tool, it's not gonna sound the way I just showed you. Right? Now I'm adding extensions into my voicing, right? So check it out, this voicing right here, I'm using essentially a normal rootless voicing here, seven, nine, three, 13, right? So I'm going, I love this voicing, by the way, over the one chord in a blues. So many people do this, like new beginners and intermediates will use their rootless voicings, which is okay. That's completely fine. I mean, it's the sixth progression of learning in jazz. You'll take a root, rootless dominant chord, right? Three, 13, seven, nine for your F7. And then you'll go to a rootless dominant chord for your B flat seven. But if we put the one on top in my F7 voicing, and I voice it like this, it has more of a center. It has more of a key center. You hear that? Like it sounds like we're more in F rather than this is more because we have this G on top. We have an extension outside. So I love this voicing here. Again, I have one and seven here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Three, 13, one. This creates more of a key, a tonal key center to the key of F. And then I'm going to this. 
I can choose to add the three here, or I can use a drop two. And this is a left-hand voicing setup for all my JPS members, right? This is gonna be one and three setup, or one and 10, right? As Bruce, one of our members, just learned. And I can't reach this, barely, so I have to roll this. Again, you can have the 13 on top here, or you can have the five on top, which I like as well, because it keeps the tonality of the F in your key. Okay, <coughs> excuse me. So that's the use of the tritone reharm. And again, I, I changed some of the extensions. You don't have to use these extensions here. You can use sharp nine, sharp 11. Right? Um, what else did I use? use flat 13 flat 9 <coughs> if you want you can use natural 9 sharp 11 I love this one too right so I have 1 and 3 here 7 natural 9 sharp 11 I love this get into all that in a second, but that's going to be your tritone. Okay, now there's lots of different ways we can use the tritone, right? So once we get to a B flat seven, to get back to our F seven, so now just sticking with the same exact principle, okay, where we're on a chord and we want to create movement from our chord, right? What's a tritone of a B flat seven? E seven, right? So if we want to move to an E seven chord, do that all we're doing is we're taking the dominant chord we are already on this is such an amazing principle an amazing concept for you to learn because it can create movement where there's no movement if you're sitting on one chord for a while like a dominant b flat seven and you want to create some harmonic movement just play the tritone right so i can go from a b flat seven to an e seven and then go back to my f seven now again i've, I've moved back to measure three so I created movement with my two, my, the chord in my second measure, the B flat seven, the four chord, right? Now I'm putting an altered sound. Remember, on any of the dominant chords that you play in a blues, you can change the colors of them. You can change the alterations to reflect any colors you want. It doesn't have to be just natural nine and natural 13. You can have any colors you want. I had flat 13 and sharp nine over my tritone. And again, yes, we can apply colors to our tritone sub over my E7 tritone. And then I move back to my F7, okay? Let's keep moving down into the fourth measure of our blues, which is usually in a jazz blues, it's a turnaround to get us back to the four. So usually we have a two, five, C minor seven, right, to F7, which brings us back to the four, okay? This is gonna be measure five of the blues, right? The four chord. So what we can do here, essentially, is we can use another tritone sub. Right? So just by adding that tritone sub there, we're adding more colors. I can, I can do, you know, different types of colors. I can use all sorts of colors over that one reharm. I mean, just with the use of one reharm, you can get thousands of colors. So here's the first four measures 
of the blues with, with small reharms added. One. Tritone of one. With natural nine, natural 13. Four chord. Okay, tritone of four chord. Back to one. Okay, now I can use essentially, um, well, I don't want to talk about that just yet. I'll get to that in a sec. Okay, moving into the two five. Tritone of the F7, right? With an altered extension, sharp nine and flat 13. Okay, now I'm on the four chord, right? So I'm gonna stay there for now, but let's add some of the other tools into this a little bit to show you how you can use them. All right, so what we can do here is the other tools, so I've, I've utilized essentially a tritone now, and I haven't really utilized any of the other reharm tools I talked about, the relative two minor, the sus, and the secondary dominant. So let's use some of those tools, all right? Let's use the sus, because that's really, really easy to start to use. Remember, our general rule of thumb for our reharm tool, our sus reharm tool, is we can take any dominant chord and make it a sus. So instead of this, I would have this, and then to this this and then into this right so I'd make my first chord of sus so I'm going from four to three four to three right so if I just take a literally a root almost a root position chord here in my right hand I'm going sus to to the one the dominant sus to the one now listen to how it sounds all within the first measure. I'm going to use the sus and the tritone. Sus, dominant, tritone, four chord. That was within the first measure. Like, it's such a gorgeous sound. so pretty I love it so much right so now take a notice because I'm gonna talk to you about this in a second this essentially is a C minor 7 chord with an F in the bass it does it has the same purpose like it's creating a sus chord but essentially look at this this is just a C minor 7 with an F in the bass which resolves so technically we could switch swap out the bass note and just play C minor to F7 now, what tool is that? That's the relative two minor reharm. So what we're doing is before the F7, we're putting the F7 sibling minor chord before the F7. We're playing the minor chord before the F7. C minor to F7. I love this. Right? So, so this is literally, this is going to be on um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven for all the live audience. Um, well, I guess anyone watching. Um, system seven. We're starting with a C minor, and then essentially we're moving to an F7, and then we're adding the tritone of F7, the B7, into the B flat. I love this. I love this so much. Like this is such a gorgeous sound. All right? I'm gonna I'm gonna spread my voicing out a little bit, add some more extensions. that is right the C minor starting on the C minor and, I, and I'll, I'll use this more but again you need to know this is the relative two minor again if any of the live audience has questions go ahead and throw them in now I'll ask them after the recordings over so we're using the C minor 7 to get to our F7 and then we're adding the tritone and then going to 
B flat. Now we could add the B flat, the four chord, we could make it a sus, right? If we wanted to, let's make it a sus. Now listen to that, right? That's a completely different sound. Like just using these basic reharm tools. Right, so now we have a B flat sus. This is a four sus chord. I can start from the C minor, C minor, F7, B7, tritone, B flat seven sus, right? But check it out. What if I wanted to go relative two minor to the B flat? What would that be? That would be my F7, F minor seven to my B flat. Okay, you starting to see what's happening here? Again, this is only part one, so I don't want to go too advanced because I am going to film a part two. So my F minor is my relative two minor. It's the sibling relative minor to the B flat dominant seven chord in second measure of a blues, right? If you do decide to add a four chord in the second measure of your blues, normally that four chord's not there, but it can be added, right? So what our progression would look like would be C minor, F7, tritone of F7 with two extensions, the nine and the 13, right? But now instead of going to the four chord, we're gonna go to the relative minor chord first, which is F minor, and then to our four chord. And then we can go to the tritone of that. And then back to our one. So check it out, okay? So one, two, three, four. Two, three, tritone, F minor. back to measure three now just on our one chord okay so you're starting to see how the rabbit hole can get really really deep when we start to combine these okay let me keep going I'm gonna move a little bit more quicker because I want to get to some of the other parts of the blues so let's go from the turnaround here's my C minor 7 tritone okay now we're on measure five of the blues the B flat okay I'm gonna switch pages here for everybody and we're gonna be in the variations for measure five to eight now okay so we're on the four chord now remember our four chord right we got there with an f7 because an f dominant seven it wants to resolve down by a fifth to the b flat so what we can do is simply pivot like let's go back to the f7 maybe to bring us back to the b flat seven so i'm on b flat seven here i can go f7 b flat now that kind of sounds weird right because you're just kind of pivoting back but what if we use the tritone we can go b flat seven B, B7, there's our pivot. Right? And so essentially, this pivot here brings us back to the B flat 7. Now, again, we can use sus chords if we want. Right? I love my sus there. I love my sus on that 4 chord. Okay, I could also use sus for my tritone sub. This is just a regular dominant B7 chord. Remember, this is a B7 tritone sub for F7. So I have natural nine, natural 13 here. I can, let's make this a sus. So now I have four in the mix, not three anymore. Remember, your sus is with your four, not your three. So I could go sus, sus, sus. All I'm doing to create some depth and warmth of my voicing is putting octaves in my left hand, by the way like that right okay let's move forward we're gonna go to measure um, five six seven now we're back to the one chord 
And again, any of the same principles I just talked to you about, there's so many more things you can do still with those two measures, uh, measures five and six, but I'm, I'm going to keep going right now, okay? Okay, so now the turnaround in a jazz blues is usually kind of like a minor 2-5. Or sometimes people will do a regular 2-5 to the 2 minor, right? And then 5, and then back to the 1, 3, 6, excuse me, 2, 5, right? One, six, two, five, one. So these, let's talk about the three, six. Let's talk about the turnaround to the two chord because this is where it starts to get really, really fun, really cool because of these, these movements in the blues. So again, in a normal traditional blues, you just have one, four, five, one. In a jazz blues, usually we have these kind of two, five turnarounds, which makes it a jazz blues, like a jazz, that's what makes it a jazz blues. We have the two, the three, going to a six dominant, and then going to a two, five, one. We have two fives, right? Minor, dominant, minor, dominant, one. Okay? So with our three right here, let's apply the secondary dominant reharm tool. We haven't used that. This three chord, this A minor chord, right, is the three minor of F7. It's leading us to a D7 dominant. So what does that mean? Well, we can make this a, a dominant chord, and it will still lead us to another, to the D7 dominant chord. Okay, just like that. So let me tell you something really, really important. Listen closely. The reason the secondary dominant is so crucial to reharm is that a minor chord does not have that much ability to be reharmed, meaning there's not as many extensions. We can't apply as many reharm tools to a minor chord, right? So a minor chord does not allow for as many opportunities, but when we change this minor, A minor 7, this 3 minor 7 to a dominant, we can do so many things to it. We have three other tools we can now use over this dominant chord. We can use a sus over this dominant chord. We can use a tritone over this dominant chord. We can use a relative 2 reharm tool over this dominant chord. Does that make sense? Hopefully you're seeing the importance of this because when we change minor chords to dominant chords, it affects so many things. Right, so now check it out. Instead of having a three minor, if I change this and I, and I apply a secondary dominant reharm tool. Right, so now I have an A7 chord. I can make this A7 a sus. Right, I can play a tritone of A7. I can play the relative two minor to A7, which would be E minor seven. And then move to my D7. And then move to my G7 or G minor rather, and then C7 and then F7. We have three more tools we can start to apply once we've created and used the secondary dominant tool to turn this minor to a, to a dominant, okay? Let's check it out further. Let's make all of the minor chords dominant. So now we have a progression of A7, D7, G7, right? Usually the two chord in a blues is a minor. Let's make it a G7 chord. And again, the reason we can do this is because we're applying the secondary dominant reharm tool. This G7 still leading us to C7, so it doesn't matter. So now we have a string of four dominant chords. A7, D7, G7, C7, and we're finally back to the one chord of a blues, right? So what can we do? Let's make all the dominant chords sus chords. So now our turnaround would be this. A sus, D sus, G sus, C sus, back to our one. Okay, so for measure five, our blues would sound like this. Here's the starting on the four chord.
high tone. Tritone. Four chord. One chord. Here comes our turnaround. Sus. Sus. Sorry. Sus. So you see the power of that, but let me, let me, let's go a step further, right? Now we have these four dominant chords with that are bringing us back to our one chord. So essentially we're in the last, essentially the last four measures of the blues. We're getting to the last four measures, which is the two chord going to the five chord, right? Coming back to the one chord. So we have a seven. I'm just playing shells in my right hand now. D seven shells, shells. So now we have four dominant chords. We're going to, let's stick with a seven sus. Okay, I'm playing an A7 sus here, and you can see how I'm voicing it. Seven, one, nine, four, and um, 13. Okay? I can also play an A7 altered here, but I'm choosing to apply the sus reharm. I could also apply both. I can apply both, so I could go sus, alter, real quick. Right? So that was like in a, that was two beat, that was one beat each, right? One and two and. So sus altered sus. Okay, I'm gonna get to that in a second. But yes, we could make this just altered. We can make all the dominant chords altered. Now that we have four dominant chords, we can make them all altered. Altered, 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 right? Here's my two chord, altered. But let's use the tritone now. We haven't used the tritone yet on any of these four dominant chords. So we have A7 sus. Instead of going to D7, let's use the tritone of D7, right? So instead of going to D7 here, let's use the tritone of D7. Let's go to A flat seven. I love this, I love this sound. That's what screwed me up before is because I wanted to go here and I was like, oh, I had to withhold. I was like, I can't do that yet, right? So I can do this. I can go this. Listen to that sound from the sus to the tritone, regular natural nine, natural 13. And then finally, we're at our two chord. Now, again, just that turnaround. I'm taking the turnaround, moving into measure nine, just to be really clear. Okay, so here's from measure five, the four chord. Okay, now listen for the turnaround I just played. So this is from measure five of the blues, the four chord. Four, tritone pivot, four, one. Here comes our turnaround. Sus, tritone, and now we're at our two chord, right? We have a G7. So what, should, what can we do with this G7 now, right? Let's make the G7 a sus first. Because now we have four beats with this chord. Before, in our turnaround, we only had two beats each. The A7 to the D7 was two beats each. So we didn't get to do that much. I mean, we did a lot already. But we didn't get to do that much. So with our G7 chord on our two chord, this is a secondary dominant we've applied now, right? Instead of a minor, we've made this dominant. Now, why do we do that? To give it more options for reharm. Okay, so now what I can do this, I can make this an altered if I want. I can make this a sus if I want and then resolve to my altered. 
When you make a dominant chord a sus, folks, listen up really closely. You can resolve that sus to any type of dominant chord with extensions as you please. Do you hear what I'm saying? So like your sus chord can resolve to any type of dominant chord. It can be a flat nine sharp 11. I could resolve this sus to a flat nine sharp 11. That's gorgeous. I don't do that that much. I just played that. That's really gorgeous. And then finally to our five. I could resolve this to an altered chord, right? I could resolve this to a flat nine natural 13 chord. It does not matter. That's why the sus is so beautiful is that it's giving you a suspended four to resolve into any type of color you want. So I'm gonna go from sus to my sharp 11, flat nine. I love this chord. This is so gorgeous. Like listen to this chord. One, seven, flat nine, three, sharp 11, 13. You can roll it up. This is the two chord of a blues. Now, it's really hard to believe that when you're playing a blues or comping, I haven't gotten into improv yet. I probably won't in this. I'm going to get into the part two. To go from a two minor chord, right, to something like this. Like, that, that is a long distance we've come with a reharm techniques, right? But in a simple, structured, organized manner, which is what I'm all about in jazz education, right? Because that's what I never had. So what all we did was we applied a secondary dominant reharm tool to our two minor. We made it a G7. Now we applied a sus reharm tool. We made it a sus, and we simply resolved the sus to a dominant chord with two extensions, flat nine and sharp 13, uh, excuse me, three. Flat nine, sharp 11, and natural 13. Okay, here it is. From the four chord, measure five of the blues. I chose to delay that resolution. Or I could do every two beats. I could do the same thing over the five chord. So sus, flat nine, sharp 11, natural 13. And then I could go C7 sus. And then the same exact chord. Flat nine, sharp 11, natural 13. Right now, this may be really, really advanced for a lot of you. That's okay. I just want you to understand the principles, the principles of what's happening here, because you can work on your extensions, right? You can work on understanding where the extensions are. But like, if you understand the core concepts of this, which are really, really easy, then you can do so much and you'll have that for later. Okay, let's wrap this up. Let's get into the turnaround. So usually the turnaround in a blues is one, three, excuse me, <laughs> one, six. I'm thinking ahead of myself now. Six, two, five, one. So F7, and sometimes the turnaround is D minor, but let's make it a dominant, right? Let's, let's, let's apply our secondary reharm tool. Some, and usually the turnaround, again, the two is usually minor, going to dominant. Let's, again, let's make another four dominant chords. Okay, let's make another string of four dominant chords. So we're going to go F7, D7, G7, C7. Now again, we have opportunities to reharm all of these. I can go F7. I can use the tritone of D7. I can use the tritone of G7 now. I'm sure you guys have heard this progression before. 
and the tritone of C7. I can use all tritones. <laughs> That's gorgeous. I need to use that more too. Like an amazing amazing progression right there you could vamp over like as an ending to the blues anyway back to the reharms okay um i had to get that out of my system i was like wow that progression is gorgeous i don't know why i don't play that enough so we could go three right so instead of the one two we can use the three six two five one to turn around again so simply we can just repeat the three six two five twice in a row to end the blues right so from the four chord four Here's our turnaround, two, tritone, two, five. Now instead of going to the one here, I can go to my three altered maybe, tritone, right, two dominant, tritone of C7, and then one. Or I could go sus, 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 or I could put relative twos before all of those. I could go relative two, E minor seven, a7. So now what I'm doing is I'm taking this progression here. A7, tritone of D7, G7, tritone of C7, and I'm putting relative two minor reharms before all of those dominant chords. So I'm going two minor, dominant to our A7. Two minor, dominant to our my A flat seven. I'm just playing shells in my right hand. Two minor, dominant. Two, two minor, excuse me, dominant. something you definitely don't hear a lot. Love that. That's gorgeous. Now that two minor reharm tool is an amazing way to create bebop two fives, right? Bebop two fives. So I'm going E, e minor to A7, right? So I'm basically creating bebop language with my two fives over the turnaround, okay? All right, so I'm going to wrap this up here, and then I'm going to take questions for all the live audience here. But essentially, in a nutshell, we have four different types of reharms we can use to reharm the blues, right? We have our tritone. And remember, over any tritone sub, add different types of extensions and colors. Okay? We can go tritone. We also have our sus reharm. Sus sus, excuse me, sus, right, sus over the tritone of B flat seven. We also have our relative two minor we can reharm as well. So I can go two minor, F seven, tritone, B flat seven if I want, or I can put a relative two minor there.
right? Let me check that. Let's check that again. Relative to one tritone. Relative to four chord. Tritone. I could also use the relative to here. Now here's a turnaround to the four chord. Relative to tritone. So F sharp minor seven. Tritone four. I can go three or altered tritone two. I could go sus sus flat nine sharp eleven natural thirteen. I could go tritone here G flat seven. You know, add some new extensions, or I could go sus. So I could go two flat nine sharp eleven thirteen sus. And then finally into the one, my turnaround. So again, let me comp through a whole blues and you can hear some of these harmonies in use. That's the diminished. So on and so forth, okay? And again, that was very, very uh, overly demonstrated, right? I, I normally probably wouldn't add that many reharms into a blues, depending upon the situation with the soloist. But again, four different types of reharms, your tritone, your sus, your relative to, and your secondary dominant. Add extensions to your tritone reharm and add your sus, and then you can resolve to your tritone with extensions. You have so many different possibilities with these four, four reharms in the blues. Again, thank you guys so much for watching um, this podcast on blues reharm. I'm going to be doing part two. I'm going to go more in depth to some other reharms coming up soon later this week or next week. Be sure to go to jazzpianoschool.com to check out all the amazing information and education we have there. If you want to get notifications about being in the live audience, go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash live podcast, and you can sign up there to interact with me because I'm about to go answer questions for the live audience. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you have a fantastic day, and as always, happy practicing.